0: Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of the moms in the house this morning. We love you. If you're joining us online and you are a mom, happy Mother's Day to you. We're so excited to connect with you and just celebrate you in the online space. It's such a joy to be here this morning. If you're wondering, who is that strange lady up there? I really never have seen her before. I thought this morning I would take just a couple of minutes and sort of pull the shades back a little bit and let you into my world because I am a mom as well. My husband and I have been married just over 30 years, and together we have one daughter, and as Pastor Kyle mentioned, she and her husband are very busy raising three beautiful little girls, and they're doing a fabulous job, Um, but I thought if you can put up the first slide. There we go, (laughs) and if you're wondering, wow, that looks like a dated photo, it is, I am that old, I am that old, but as you can see, I'm very pregnant here, and polka dotted pants were the thing back then, (laughs) Uh, Very pregnant, very overdue at this point. It would be the next morning that uh, I actually had an appointment to go in and uh, have a baby, which is kind of an unusual thing to make an appointment for. But uh, we would go in the next morning and welcome our daughter Samantha into the world. And yes, I am the uh, product of the 80s and the 90s, where big hair, bold makeup, and Aquanet were the things, Where are my Aquanet girls. Do I have any Aquanet friend? Yes, I see you back there, yes. If you are unfamiliar with Aquanet, because I really am that old, you see we had big hair, and so we needed something like Aquanet to hold it in place. Aquanet was a really faithful and loyal friend. You could go to bed at night and wake up the next morning and not one hair was out of place. I'm telling you, she was loyal, she was loyal. But looking at this picture, you know, and preparing for this morning, I was thinking back to almost 30 years ago when that picture was taken and thinking about just how nervous I was. This would be our first child. Uh, the second time I would be pregnant, actually. When Tim and I got married, I was pregnant, and in all of our wedding pictures I am pregnant, but a couple months after we got married, we would lose that child. So, um, but going into the next morning, just really feeling clueless and wondering, cowabunga, am I gonna be able to raise a child and will she make it to adulthood and contribute to society? How many of you understand what I'm talking about here? But um, I had definitely had more questions than I had answers. You can go ahead and go to the next slide. But it looks like she turned out pretty amazing, right? Yeah, she turned out pretty amazing. We are so proud of her and everything that she has become. She's a wonderful mom, and it is such a special, special thing to watch your daughter raise her daughters. Such a beautiful thing. Well, someone once said that had the three wise men, you know, the wise men in the Bible who went to see Jesus after he was born, had those three wise men been three wise women, they would have asked the way and therefore arrived on time and helped deliver the baby. <laughs> they would have cleaned up the stable and put down fresh straw. They would have brought practical gifts and even made a casserole. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do believe that we as moms, we, we sort of go through a lot, don't we? And we are the bomb. We are the bomb, and I applaud you today, moms. You know we go we go from riding the wave of excitement and um, and just watching our bodies change literally overnight. Words like elastic waistband and stretch marks they become a regular part of our vocabulary as we watch our skin stretch to make room for this new life that we're carrying. But how many of you would say this morning and agree with me that long after you give birth, we continue to be stretched in the role of motherhood, don't we? We do. It just keeps going on and on and on and on. We're stretched in the role of motherhood. Last week, the Lord uh, woke me up in the middle of the night, which he does um, every now and then, and you know I've been serving the Lord long enough to know that uh, it's not the, the pizza I ate the night before. It's actually him wanting to connect with me. He's wanting me to pray specifically about something. Maybe he wants to show something to me or speak something to me. And last, w- last week, as the Lord would have it, he changed my message for this morning. And I've also learned that, you know, it's always good to follow God's leading, It has never served me well to come up with a plan and hope that he'll follow it. So I believe this morning that the Lord has given me a message to champion you. To champion you. And I believe that he would want you to know today, irregardless if you feel like it or if anybody tells you today, you are amazing. And you are doing a great job. You're raising kids that will one day be world changers, future leaders, kids who will one day bring solutions and strategies to their sphere of influence and impact the world for the kingdom of God in some way, kids who will one day become adults and maybe write songs, author books, influence people in their workplace, maybe lead organizations and pioneer movements that will help make the world a better place. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to 2 Timothy, chapter one. And we're going to read just sh- five short verses this morning. And as you're turning there, I want to give just a, just a couple of points um, that will just really help us in going forward together this morning. Number one, I believe that this message, even though we're here to honor and celebrate every single mom in the house and you online, I believe that the points in this message can be applied to any, anybody. You can apply this no matter where you're at in life. The second would be this. Second Timothy is written by the Apostle Paul to a young man named Timothy. And Paul refers to Timothy as his dear son. But Timothy was not Paul's biological son. He was what you and I would maybe refer to as a spiritual son. In other words, someone that Paul could look at and recognize there was something really special about this young man that he had something to offer the world, and that he was carrying something really special. The potential was in Timothy. Paul could recognize that. And so he wanted to sort of come alongside Timothy and invest himself into the life of Timothy. He wanted to help Timothy continue to grow in his faith and fulfill what God had placed him on the earth to do. He wanted to Pass down some wisdom. It really is such a a beautiful reminder to us this morning that we don't have to be a parent before God can use us to speak into the life of someone else. Amen? That God can use every single one of us. Your age doesn't matter. Your background doesn't matter. Your education level doesn't matter. God can use anyone. So in this passage, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. I am writing to Timothy, my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I serve with a clear conscience. Just as my ancestors did, night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember the tears that were shed as we parted. And I will be filled with joy when we are together again. And verse 5, lean in to verse 5, because this is where we're going to pull over and park, if you will, for the rest of the morning. He says this to Timothy, I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice and I know that same faith continues strong in you. Verse 5, it's packed and it tells us who passed their faith down and who modeled faith in the life of Timothy. It tells us Who nurtured Timothy in his faith? It was his mother and his grandmother. As moms, we carry a lot of influence, and I would like to humbly suggest this morning that it doesn't have to end with just our biological kids, that it can have a ripple effect and spill over into the lives of our grandkids, and I'd even say it could go even farther and spill over into the lives of our nieces and nephews and the neighborhoods' kids and the friends who just seem to always be hanging out at our house. The impressions that we make upon our children's lives and their young minds is really quite significant. It's really quite significant, and I am convinced with every fiber of my being, that our greatest ministry, our greatest impact happens within the walls of our home. Let me say that again. My greatest impact, my greatest ministry, your greatest impact, your greatest ministry happens within the walls of our homes. We can make sure that our kids have all the latest gadgets and be tech-savvy and excel in sports. They can be on the honor roll and be a part of organizations and a part of that group and have the right people around them, and all those things are great. I'm not saying anything about them whatsoever. But what I am saying is our greatest ministry and impact happens within the home, and that is of being passing down our faith to our kids, and modeling what it looks like to be a person of faith. What couldn't they see without your light shining within your home? What couldn't they be guided in had it not been for your guidance within your home? What couldn't they be influenced in if it weren't for your godly influence in their lives? I mean, Mom... (laughs) What an influence you have. What a role that you have. You are a light bearer. You are a guide. You are an influencer. It's incredible, isn't it? When we came home with Sam, I don't know about the place that you gave birth at, but the hospital that uh, I gave birth in, it didn't send me home with any sort of instruction manual that... um, that, you know, answered all of the questions that I had and, and, you know, say this if this happens and do this if that happens. Nothing was tucked, um, you know, really neat at the bottom of the bags when I was unpacking them. When we stop to consider the responsibility that we have as moms in helping shape who they're becoming, it's easy to feel overwhelmed, isn't it? How am I going to handle this? What will I say when this happens? How do I have this hard conversation? I don't know what to do. I believe that God would want you to know today, and what I'm about to say is going to set someone free today, that God never expected nor did he create any single one of us to be self-made moms. None of us self-made moms Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 tells us that we can say with full confidence that the Lord is my helper the Lord is my helper that you and I with full assurance be fully persuaded and with every fiber of our being and all confidence say that the Lord our God is my helper and he's your helper that we have a helper what is the definition of a helper you know, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a word girl, uh, I like definitions, I like looking up the definitions of words and, and seeing, you know, what does it mean in the Greek and what does it mean in the Hebrew, and I, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of nerdy that way, but I love it. I just love it. And so I thought today, perhaps, that you might appreciate knowing what the definition of helper is. And so, while you're getting out your pen to write down this definition, I I want to, I just wanna say that it's a really deep definition, but it's gonna rock your world. Are you ready? Helper is someone who helps. (laughs) A helper is someone who helps. You know, we should hold high the value of raising our kids in the way of the Lord and most definitely godly, model godly parenthood within the walls of our home. But thank God, we do not have to solely rely upon ourselves. We do not have to solely rely upon ourselves. You and I, we have a helper. We have a helper. Being a mom, it's a huge responsibility. I don't have to try to convince you of that. I mean, you can all nod your heads and you can agree, oh yes, I'm, I'm still being stretched. This body ain't carrying any more babies, but I'm still being stretched. I'm still being stretched, but you and I, we are partners with God. We're partners with God. Think about that for a moment. That the God of the heavens and the earth, who created everything good, who keeps the world spinning on its axis, tells the stars, uh, places the stars in the heavens and tells them to stay and they stay. The God who created the depths of the oceans and the heights of the mountains, he says, you can partner with me. I mean, Selah, let's pause and think about that for the next 100 years. That you and I are partners with God. You have... As the parent, you're making the decisions, but do you know that God wants to help you in those decisions? He wants to help you in shining the light within your home. Yeah, you're the one giving the guidance, but he wants to help you be the guide. Yes, you're the one um, influencing your kids within the walls of your home, but he wants to help you be the influencer. You were never created to have, you were never expected to have all of the answers. You were never expected to have it all figured out. You were never expected to navigate the role of being a mom all by yourself. You were never expected to carry the full burden upon your shoulders. You have a helper. You have a helper who is standing by and ready. He's just a prayer away. Your God your God. He sees you. He sees you. He knows the questions that you have. He knows the doubts that you have in your own ability. He knows, but he wants to help you. You have a helper in raising your kids to become all that God created them to be. It's so incredible, so incredible that we get to partner with God. So often I'm I'm asked about, well, I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, I got this. I I don't know that I really need any help. And I'm going to do my really best this morning to stay off the soapbox (laughs) of of the message that I see in the world about self-empowerment. It's not biblical. We need God in our lives, and especially in the role of being a mom. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, abide in me, abide in me. And then in Philippians 4, 13, it says, in Christ I can do all things. That's how we marry those two things, that I abide in him, I stay in him, and then through him, in his strength, I can do what he's called me to do in the world. And as we're talking here this morning, he will give you everything that you need all of the strength that you need, all of the courage that you need to fulfill the role of being a mom. Because in and of ourselves, our capacity, what we can figure out on our own, what we can do in our own strength, it has a ceiling. We have a capacity. Oh, but when you abide in him, when you abide in him and he comes and he places his super on our natural and supernaturally, you and I, we have the strength and the courage and the faith to lead by example in our homes. It's in him. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Paul continues to encourage his young disciple, Timothy, and he says this, But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught, You know they are true, for you know you can trust who taught you. Who is he talking about? He's talking about his mother. He's talking about his grandmother. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Two really big things stand out at me in these two verses. One being... Paul wasn't a part of Timothy's life when he was a child. But what he could see in Timothy is the fruit of what was passed down to him and modeled before him within the walls of Timothy's house. It had a direct connection to what was being passed down to him. Obviously, what Paul was recognizing and the fruit that he was seeing in the life of Timothy Timothy didn't stir up and make it himself. It was passed down to him and modeled before him. As partners with God, you and I get to help prepare our kids for what God has prepared for them because preparation always precedes something new. And that preparation happens within the walls of our home, modeling what it looks like to be a person of faith modeling what it looks like to be a follower of christ and if we know that if we're going to stay anchored in the faith and if we're going to pass this faith down if we're going to figure this out what does this look like within the walls of my home we have to stay in god's word don't we we have to be anchored in the word of god the world would tell you and me that the bible is outdated and it's no longer relevant that it no longer has a place in my life and in your life. The world, the world would want you to think that it was written so many years ago and that stuff just doesn't pertain to us anymore. There's so many other resources that you can tap into. The Bible, yeah, that was for back then. That was for our great-grandmas and that was for all those people way back there but I'm here to tell you, and I will say this with my last dying breath, that the word of God is still alive, it's still sharper than any two-edged sword, and it is fully applicable and fully relevant in every area of my life and every area of your life, and especially within the walls of our home. If I could pull one word out of 2020 that just seems to be kind of spilling over into 2021 and we're all just kind of tired of hearing this word but I'm going to say it today the Bible is essential the Bible is essential we need to be anchored in the word of God we live in a world we live in a world where our kids are just bombarded with all kinds of information and distractions and messages just coming at them from every single direction. It's just mind-boggling to think about it. And the world with that same message would say to you, Mom, your values are outdated. Because, Mom, we are a new people now. We're a new era. We are a new world. You need to kind of catch up with the times. I want to champion you today, mom. I want to champion you today, mom, to keep speaking life and truth into your kids' lives. Don't you pull back. Don't you pull back. Don't you pull back. I know sometimes it seems like they're not listening. But they are. I know sometimes they're not listening seems like they're not listening. I know sometimes you catch them rolling their eyes at you. I know sometimes you might hear them letting out a big sigh, which is communicating to you, "I, I, aye, would you be quiet? But they're listening to you, and don't pull back. You know why? Because they need your voice. They need your voice in their life. They need your light shining in their life. They need your guidance. They might not admit it, they might not ask for it, but make no mistake. they need it. They need it. When I gave my heart to Jesus, uh, I you know, I was just a big mess in every single way imaginable, um, and I don't have time to get into that, and that doesn't matter this morning. But um, I was a young mom and um, really new in my faith and trying to figure this thing, faith, out. What does this look like? And I knew that I needed to make some changes within our home. It was, a, it was just a non-negotiable. If I was going to um, be that light in our home as a mom... If I was going to be a guide and an influencer in our home, I knew that some changes needed to be made within our home. And as I looked back over generation and after generation, I could see countless people in my family and in generation after generation who lived without faith. And I had to decide at some point, you know what? That ran in my family, but here's where it's going to run out. Here's where it's going to run out. We're going to start doing some things differently in this home. There is something about a mom that when she takes a stand, there is just something about your influence within your home. And when you and I decide, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, things begin to change. And it was important to me, it was important to me that Sam have modeled before her three big things. Three big things. One being that we were a family that prayed. It's who we are and it's what we do. Second being that church is a priority to us. It's who we are and it's what we do. The third being we read our Bibles in our home. It's who we are and it's what we do. Our legacy will be an overflow of our influence in their lives. Our legacy will be an an overflow of of our influence in their lives. Did I get it right every day? Absolutely not. Did I make a lot of mistakes? Oh, man, how long do you have? I made so many mistakes. I got a lot of things wrong. But you know what? I got a lot of things right, too. I got a lot of things right, too. And here's the thing. God isn't looking for perfection those messages of, of being a perfect mom and all, all the things that you see maybe as you scroll through social media, perfection, it just shouldn't even be a part of our lives. And yet we know that, but we really don't know that because we, we keep trying to measure up and we keep trying to reach for that goal. Can I encourage you today and humbly speak into your life, can you just kind of kick that to the curb? Perfection isn't the goal here. Perfection isn't the goal. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. It's not solely upon you. When I get to the end of my life, and it's funny, you know, I'm 51 years old. I don't consider, I don't consider myself old, um, but I remember when I turned 50, um, there was something about 50 that, I don't know, I just kind of started looking at my life differently and just knowing that... Uh, you know, I have more life more than likely behind me than I do ahead of me, and I'm not trying to be morbid or anything like that, but it's just kind of a part of life when I, you kind of get this age. You start thinking of things differently. When I get to the end of my life, I want it said of me that she was a woman of faith who lived and modeled a life of faith, and that's what she passed down. At the end of my life, People may say, you know what, she hosted events and lives, lives were changed and she wrote books and she was a dream chaser and she wrote goals and she checked them off. But let me tell you about her faith. Let me tell you how she lived and modeled a life of faith. That's what I want said about me. I don't have any kids in my home. We've been an empty nester for several years now, but I have grandkids. And so me modeling what it looks like to be a woman of faith and passing that down and still being a light bearer and still being um, offering guidance and, and still passing down wisdom, it spills over. And I want, I want my grandkids to say, my grandma modeled faith. That's what I want. That's what all that other stuff, whatever. I want it to be said of me. She was a woman of faith. In closing, uh, Pastor Kyle is going to come up and give some closing comments here in just a few minutes. But I want to encourage you today that you matter. I know that sometimes, especially when you have little ones and the pitter patter of little feet are going across your kitchen floor, um, I-, I just want you to know that even when the days are long, that you matter and you're doing a great job. When days are filled with, you know, wiping runny noses and bottoms and spilled juice up off the floor, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. When you feel like you have more questions than you have answers, you're doing a great job. When you doubt your ability, you're doing a great job. When you're pacing the floor in the middle of the night, with a fussy baby and you just can't figure out what is wrong and what to do and the diaper's changed and, and, and the baby's been fed and, and all the things, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And when you look, when you look at what another mom is doing and quite possibly how fast she's doing it, and it just seems so effortlessly to, to you, I just want you to know you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And God is with you when you're pacing those floors in the middle of the night. And when you're trying to figure things out, he is with you, he is by your side. He is by your side. You're not doing this alone. I wanna pray for all of the moms in the house this morning and those that are maybe listening online. And as I was praying um, about this message, and I just really couldn't, I just couldn't get away from sometimes uh, Mother's Day can be kind of a hard day for some people. And so, if you today are, are here and, and you're just feeling like it's just kind of a hard day, you're, you're maybe thinking about all the times that you've tried to, tried to get pregnant, God is with you. God is with you and it's not lost on me today. It's not lost on me today that sometimes this day can be hard. If you are thinking there's a little ache in your heart this morning about a child that you have lost, man, I get that. I get that. But you know what? God is near to the brokenhearted, and he sees you today. Thinking about the mom who is just believing for just reconciliation in communication with her kids. It's just something about the heart of a mom, right? We just we just want everybody to be together. God sees you today. All of the grandmas and the empty nesters, we still need you. We still need you. We need your wisdom. We need your light. We need your guidance. To the single moms, man, shout out to you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And all of the adoptive and foster moms I champion you today what you are doing and welcoming these kids into your life God sees you and what you're doing is an important work and so if you would just bow your heads with me I'm going to pray and Pastor Kyle's going to come up Father God I just pray today Lord um, Lord Father God first that you would just just bless every single mom under the hearing of my voice, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they would be encouraged, Lord, that they would be strengthened, Lord, that they would know that they matter and what they're doing matters, Lord. I pray, Father God, that they would just feel um, hope rising on the inside of them, where hope is kind of waned, Lord, that they would feel just a stirring um, in their faith and that faith would just be fanned back into flame, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you would encourage them, Lord, that that, um, even in the questions and even in the self-doubt and even in in the anxiousness and the nervousness Lord that they are doing a fabulous job and that God that they don't have to try to figure it out themselves and God I pray that in your name Lord and by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would encourage them Lord to just set aside set aside that false goal that false target of perfection and just know that, you, um, that Lord, you're just asking them to put one foot in front of the other and take one day at a time, knowing that you are with them and that you will help them that you want to be a part of everything that they're doing in the role of a mom and that they can cry out to you and invite you into those decisions that need to be made. The conversations that are difficult, God, the the questions that they're having and the feelings, Lord, on days, God, when they feel like they're just failing or they're falling behind as a mom, Lord. I just pray, God, that you would just move in, Lord, and that you would, Lord, God, that you would just take away any lies, Lord, that they might be believing, Lord, that you would dismantle those lies, Lord, and that they would be replaced with the truth, God, that they are found in you and that they matter and that their role as a mom matters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: If you have a, a mom here today or your wife or your grandma, will you just put an arm around them, put a hand on their shoulder Um, and we just want to pray together Uh, i want to echo some of what susan said uh, that for some of us in this place today and some of us watching online mother's day is a difficult day and you may have lost a mom Uh, you may have had issues with children you may not have been able to be a mom and and you feel all of that. And we just want to be your family today. Uh, we wanna be that for you. And so can we just pray all together here for, uh, for the, the women, the moms, the grandmas uh, today. And so Lord, we just pray right now. We pray for every mom in this place. We pray uh, for every grandma and we pray for every woman who even today, this is a hard day Uh, Lord, we pray for such a blessing on every one of those situations, on every one of those ladies. God, that you would truly do something, that they would feel encouraged this morning, that they would feel like they are good enough and that they have what it takes because you are there alongside them. And so, God, I pray that that in a way, even like never before, we would realize uh, who we have in you. And so, Lord, we just pray again and again. Keep us safe, God. Keep us healthy, uh, but keep us serving you and loving you, Lord. And so we give this to you today. We love you. We need you. And it's in the powerful, life-changing name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said,